ಓಕೆ ಟುಡೇ ಮೈ ನೋಟ್ಸ್ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ ಇನಫ್ ಫಾರ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಟು ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಆ್ಯಸ್ ಐ ಮೆನ್ಷನ್ ಸೆವರಲ್ ಟೈಮ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಪ್ಯಾಸ್ಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಟು ಲರ್ನ್ ದಮ್ಮ ಆಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ಆಸ್ ಸಮ್ ಪಾಡಿ ಸೊ ಐ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಗಿವನ್ ಸಮ್ ಪಾಡಿ ವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ and in some places i have explained them in uh, i have given the 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 their meaning <coughs> first let me start with the first section uh last week uh, we started paticca samuppada dependent origination uh, which is very uh, uh, profound and very important subject uh, i try to go through the topic very slowly so that uh, we will understand what paticca uh, i don't say we will understand but we we can have some glimpse of what patik sampada dependent origination is i said ignorance what is ignorance uh anybody remembers the definition of ignorance the meaning of ignorance not knowing the four noble truths not knowing the four noble truths and not knowing patichya samuppada dependent origination uh, not knowing anicca dukkhanatta impermanence suffering and non self not knowing kamma people have misunderstanding about kamma as well uh not knowing uh, what uh, sankharas are not knowing every step of the no- uh, uh, dependent origination every step not knowing them is ignorance so sometimes uh, somebody can ask uh, uh, if everything depends upon something else what does ignorance depend upon here is the answer ignorance arises depending dependent upon hindrances what are the hindrances desire desire for sensual pleasures mm-hmm. ill will restlessness and worry uh, sloth and torpor then uh, sloth and torpor and doubt doubt these are the five what we call hindrances depending upon three uh, five hindrances arise uh, okay depending upon three unwholesome behaviors so the five hindrances arise uh, depending upon five unwholesome behaviors what are the uh, three unwholesome behaviors what are the three unwholesome behavior greed hatred and delusion eh huh? greed hatred and delusion thoughts words and deeds oh. these are the these are behavior we talk we think we act so and this 
we can expand later on. <coughs> now these are the three unwholesome behavior. Uh, three unwholesome behavior, I said, dependent upon association with evil persons. When we associate with evil person, can we talk very nicely? Does beautiful, friendly thought arise in the mind? And sometimes there will be violence, physical violence, because of the evil-minded people we associate with, we will be influenced by their behavior. Eventually it will end up in violence, family violence, society violence, violence in the country, violence in the world. If there is one evil person, that evil person can create ripples of evils perhaps depending upon the person's power. If the person is very powerful, that powerful person can create evil all over the world in people's minds, in people's talks, even in their behavior. Because that person has so much power. That happens in the family, in a society, village, you know, country, even the world. So, <coughs> association with evil person arises uh, and dependent upon uh, association with evil person arises what? No. Association with evil person arises dependent upon not listening to True Dhamma. As I somebody mentioned that the, they listen to Dhamma, but is it true Dhamma? We listen to Dhamma. Uh, dhamma means many things. Uh, but we must be able to select what is real Dhamma, good Dhamma, meaningful dhamma, what is not. We don't know that. That is our ignorance. So, uh, not listening to true dhamma arises depending upon not finding a good teacher. It's very simple. Good teacher is the one who knows the dhamma who has compassion to teach, he has patience to listen, he has a, a way of communication, he knows how to communicate, and he is not uh, arrogant or, or proud. Uh, he is uh, listening, talking, uh, showing compassion, willing to share uh, uh, the Dhamma with people uh, without any reservation. Uh, whenever somebody asks a question, to his the better, best ability he will teach, answer the question. Uh, Good teacher. Good teacher is a good friend. Good friend is a one who leads others all the way up to the attainment of liberation, giving instructions step by step with great patience and uh, compassion. Then Here is the chair, Kalina. You can sit there. Uh, 
not finding a good teacher arises dependent upon not having confidence. Now, one has to have confidence in the uh, in suffering, meaning suffering is something that really exists. And uh, confidence in the... Uh, when we have confidence we move on, uh, expecting to find precise, and and also have confidence that their uh, effort will uh, produce uh, benefit, precise. And confidence also, one, one should have confidence in the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha. So, we have to have confidence until we reach the top. Before attaining the top, attaining liberation, confidence is the, the, the strength and uh, guiding principles. With confidence we keep on looking, looking for our, looking for the results of our questions. Uh, not having confidence arises dependent upon not seeing the suffering as it is. And uh, that is the, what is the suffering? is the first first noble truth first noble truth and uh, complete cycle of dependent origination beginning with the ignorance and ending with total liberation uh, is given upon upanis given in upanishad sutta which i have mentioned here now let us go through the dependent origination. Uh, we have given, you, you all have papers. In the, in the paper, uh, you see the Pali uh, words. This is very easy to remember. Once you remember that, then uh, you, it is very easy to follow your English. Dependent on ignorance arise volitional formations. Volitional formations is another big subject uh, that uh, I want to discuss in uh, some details, maybe in later Dharma uh, talk. But I want to finish this one. You have paper, earlier paper you have uh, dependent upon uh, uh, birth number ten on the in the paper, the one I handed over today. Uh, in the last week's handouts you have only the Pali. This time we have the English translations and a complete uh, cycle of uh, dependent origination. Depending, depending, dependent on becoming arises birth, dependent on birth arises aging, death and sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief and despair. This is number 11. Number 12 Depending on suffering arises, sadda. How and why? Depending on suffering arises, sadda. Sadda means faith. <coughs> because when we, uh, especially as uh, human beings, uh, we always uh, uh, go looking for, searching something when we have a problem. 
we think this problem can be solved. There must be an answer to my question. So we are not completely uh, desperate. We don't give up. We keep looking for something. In order to look for something, we have to have a confidence in our understanding of suffering. Now, ignorance of suffering is one thing, but at the same time uh, we think this suffering must have a cause, must have a way to end. With this we don't know what. We just, as I mentioned the other day, uh, groping in the dark, not knowing anything. But we keep, even in the dark, we keep thinking there must be a solution. This is the faith. This is not the faith in the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, but this is the faith in the suffering itself. You know, normally we talk about the Sadda faith in the Buddha Dhamma Sangha. Here we have faith in suffering. That means it is true. Is it not? I don't think there is anyone in this class who says suffering is not true. I don't think anybody here would say there is no suffering. (laughs) Everything is wonderful, happy, rosy, jolly. I don't think anybody is that uh, naive. Every one of us knows there is at least some kind of suffering. We may not see the whole complete picture, but we all know at least there is some. That is the confidence. So depending on faith arises, gladness. How can faith, uh, gladness arise from faith? Because when you have faith, uh, we we become glad because this faith, this uh, suffering, or this this uh, the the faith uh, gives me confidence, the power, energy to move. And with this faith, we move. We get more courage, more strength, more energy, and that gives us joy to move forward. And this gladness is not the gladness arising from overcoming our hindrances or overcoming our difficulties, problems. But this gladness arises by seeing, by having the faith that gives us the strength, courage, power to move forward. We are not sliding back, we are going forward. Then the strength that coming from the faith gives rise to joy, gladness. Now that is the very positive starting point on the, of this cycle. We come to a, the suffering depending on birth, decay, death, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief and despair arises. We don't stop there. That is why when we have faith that there must be a way, with this faith we move, the more we move, the stronger we will become. We will not become weak when we have faith, become strong. (coughs) And then that is how we have gladness. Depending on gladness or rapture, uh, gladness, 
arise uh, rapture. Rapture is uh, a more subtle, uh, very uh, uh, what do you call uh, refined? Huh? More refined. I think you may say so. Uh, I think it's more personal. Uh, the way I understand is, you, uh, you are glad. So, to be in rapture, you have to be alone. To uh, you enjoy what is glad. That's what I understand. Uh, reading and thinking deep about that word. So. Yeah, rapture arises in a, when the mind is very calm, relaxed, and peaceful. Rapture arises. Uh, there is no word to explain it. It is totally personal, uh, mental <coughs> state that one uh, uh, gets from very deep, relaxed, peaceful state. But is it always associated with jhana? Huh? Is rapture always associated with jhana? Rapture arises from jhana, spiritually. Uh, even piety arises from jhana and so forth. Uh, all these steps uh, arise from jhanic experience. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, at this stage one may not have attained jhanas, but at this stage uh, one will have uh, the, the tranquility without jhana. Mm. The rapture rises, uh, depending on rapture rises, tranquility. Depending on tranquility rises, happiness. And depending on happiness arises concentration. Now, this each and every one of, one of them is a part of jhanic attainment. So the one who has uh, uh, faith, depending on faith, one keeps practicing and gets encouragement. And then uh, gladness arises, rapture arises, tranquility arises, happiness arises, and then concentration arises. What happened all this, all this time? Each and one of the hindrances will be uh, hindrance will be uh, stumbling block, the impediment. Each of them will be subsided. Uh, here, depending on faith, gladness arises, piety arises, but. Gladness arise, also arises uh, when there is no uh, uh, resentment, anger. And when uh, hatred fades away, uh, gladness arises. Then uh, when uh, suffering, pain disappears, rapture arises. When uh, a mind is in the balanced state, tranquility arises. When the tranquility state arises, happiness arises. When happiness arises, concentration arises. All begins with faith. When concentration arises, that is the time uh, our uh, the faith becomes, reach its uh, uh, fruition stage. We begin with faith and then we, when happiness arises, uh, when concentration arises, uh, the faith comes to fulfillment. And then all the hindrances are subsided. And you attain even jhana. 
you can attain even jhana. Uh, jhana is the state <coughs> where all the five hindrances are totally subsided temporarily and gain concentration. That is the what you call first jhanic experience. When concentration arises, uh, depending on concentration arises knowledge and vision of things as they really are. Yatha, Bhuta, Jnana, Dasana. Now, uh, Yatha means as they really are. Yatha, Bhuta. Bhuta means as, Bhuta means are. Yatha means as. Yatha, Bhuta means as they are. Jnana means knowledge, Dasana means vision. So depending upon, depending on the knowledge and vision of the, of things as they really are, revulsion, nibbida arises. Now, uh, this word revulsion, nibbida, is not very a uh, palatable term. Uh, nibbida is... Uh, something uh, some people don't even like to hear uh, because uh, it is translated as uh, uh, repulsion uh, but nibbida is a word uh, some some places uh, it translates as uh, Disenchantment. Uh, revulsion is very strong, uh, uh, gives very strong negative connotation. Uh, disenchantment. Uh, <coughs> disenchantment is uh, actually it's a very, very positive mental state, not negative. Why? When concentration arises at the moment, just imagine the state of concentration, the stages that we passed before attaining concentration. What are the stages we passed? Gladness, rapture, tranquility, happiness we passed. All these are positive mental states. When there is gladness, would there would there be any revulsion? When there is rapture, there's no revulsion. When there is tranquility, no revulsion. When there is happiness, no revulsion. When there is concentration, no revulsion. But what happens? Uh, what is what the, and, and then also yata bhuta jnana dasana when you see things exactly as they are just imagine the mental state it is a very mature very insightful mental state when we have a mature insightful mental state with concentration There is no excitement, no depression. No excitement, no depression. Very mature, strong, powerful, peaceful mental state. At that state, uh, ordinary, uh, very simple, uh, what you call very so-called cheap excitements does not arise. No, is there any 
sadness, depression in the mind. And therefore, this is very powerful penetrative insight. Nipida means very powerful penetrative insight arises at that time. And then what happened? And that is the state dispassion arises. Dispassion. In ordinary uh, secular language, uh, dispassion is uh, also something negative, isn't it? Uh, you talk passionately. That means you are very powerful. You want to. You are enthusiastic. You want to put your point across very powerfully. That is uh, ordinary way. But dispassion is not its opposite, negative, withdrawn, just uh, sitting, complacent, doesn't care for anything, not like that. Uh, dispassion is that uh, uh, secular, uh, greedy, enthusiastic attitude subside. At that time we see actually what, what you know, it comes from the, uh, the, the very powerful mental states, see knowledge, of, uh, knowledge and vision of things as they really are, and then uh, the dispassion, what you call, disenchantment, um, uh, and this mental state also gives a very deep, very powerful uh, insight to see what really is happening. We raga means raga means uh, raga in uh, Pali and Sanskrit and so forth has two meanings. One is color, color. Other is gluing, clinging. There is another word for clinging, upadana, holding. This is very much similar to upadana. Upadana means clinging. Virag also is the ability, the tendency to cling to something. But clinging to anything is just a mental state, the word or thought. There can never be clinging, we can never cling to anything. Right? Clinging is a mere mental state. And this in mental state can never be found happening in reality. Can we cling to anything? But we say, so-and-so is clinging. Clinging is not happening. Can we cling even to our body? When I am very young, I thought of remaining young and holding on to young age. Can I do that? But the thought is there. Thought of clinging is there. And therefore, when we come to this mental state, uh, what do you call, seeing things as they really are, when this, when uh, uh, this, this, uh, this, what do you call, uh, disenchantment arises, we see things uh, slipping away from us every moment. Things are slipping away. And ordinarily, we cannot see this. Not seeing this as it is also ignorance. Because of our ignorance, 
the the viraga or unable to cling to anything we cannot see very clearly and therefore this passion really means pali verse viraga is a very uh, meaningful word of course when it is translated into any language including english it loses its uh, original powerful meaning so uh, depending on revulsion or depending on this uh, uh, enchantment arises this passion this passion depending on this passion arises liberation vimutti uh, vimutti liberation has temporary liberation as well as permanent liberation temporary liberation is uh, uh, when we attain uh, jnanic stage for instance hindrance we, we mind becomes free from hindrances temporarily when uh, uh, thought of generosity thought of letting go arises uh, the mind is liberated temporarily from greed right when uh, friendliness or metta arises mind will be liberated temporarily from hatred when thought of compassion arises mind will be liberated from cruelty temporarily but when thought of generosity when metta when compassion fades away from the mind those mental state can arise again therefore that is temporary liberation <clears throat> other liberation is permanent liberation permanent liberation is uh, liberation from uh, craving uh, greed and ignorance that is the attainment of full enlightenment depending on liberation arises the knowledge and destruction of defilements that is vimutti jnana darshana vimutti one will uh, when vimutti jnana darshana arises one would say uh, <coughs> i am liberated uh, one would say khatankaraniyam na parangittathaya usitam brahmacharyam khatankaraniyam na parangittathaya usitam brahmacharyam means i have lived the holy life here brahmacharya usitam brahmacharyam the word brahmacharya there means the noble eightfold path another name for the noble eightfold path is brahmacharya usitam brahmacharya means i have lived the noble eightfold path i completed the practicing noble eightfold path because only by following the noble eightfold path one would attain this stage and therefore that is the path usitam brahmacharyam i have lived that holy life khatam karaniyam i have done what was to be done naparang ittatta i have nothing more to do in future so the person will declare himself to himself he will not go out to tell the world that i am liberated i am free i am attaining enlightenment and so forth 
he declared to himself. And this is called Vimuttanti, Vimutti Jnana Dasana. That this knowledge and this vision arises in his mind and he can uh, have total liberation from everything. And that is the time his uh, initial faith faith comes to total fulfillment. Until such time he is a learner. So, so Buddha said, hence, when association with bad people prevails, listening to wrong teaching will prevail. <laughs> you see? That is why Buddha said, not to associate with fools is a blessing. In Mangala Sutta, Asevanaja Balana. Evil minded people are called Bala, fools. Why they are called fools? Because of their evil mind, they do wrong things which hurt them as well as others. One who does something to hurt oneself, harm oneself as well as to others, is a fool, not a wise person. The word Bala there in Mangala Sutta, Bala means the younger one, little children, Bala. But in the Sutta, Bala means uh, evil-minded, unwise people full of ignorance ignorance of their their own uh, thoughts, words and deeds. They commit mental unwholesome deeds, verbal unwholesome deeds and physical unwholesome deeds, which hurt them and hurt others. And therefore when somebody associates with them, it is very, very great pain in the neck all day long. How can you do? How can you listen to good Dhamma? Associating with bad, evil people, listening to wrong teaching will prevail. Day and night he will preach wrong things. He will not preach anything good for you to improve your knowledge. And day in, day out, every day, twenty-four hours in the house, around the house, outside the house, you hear something very, very negative. So, it's a very miserable life. Cannot listen to real good dhamma. When listening to wrong teaching prevails, it will make Lack of faith prevail. You see, actually faith here, faith in suffering and faith that this suffering can be brought to an end and there must be someone who can uh, bring this uh, opportunity to us to learn Dhamma. When a lack of faith prevails, it will make improper attention prevail. How can we have mindful attention? No, Yoniso Manasikara. Yoniso Manasikara, mindful reflection or proper attention cannot because our ears are bombarded with unwholesome words. Mind is bombarded with unwholesome thoughts. And eyes are bombarded with unwholesome sights. 
because this evil-minded person is not very pleasant to see. So all this will uh, uh, will uh, overwhelming, weighing us down, so that we cannot see the Dhamma. When improper attention prevails and we don't have time to pay proper attention, right attention, mindful attention, how can we be mindful? When improper attention prevails, it will make lack of mindfulness and clear comprehension. I have mentioned uh, mindfulness and clear clear comprehension is a hackneyed terms already because we have been using it uh, over and over again. However, however, if we have yatabhuta jnana dasana, seeing things as they really are, the knowledge and vision of things as they really are, mindfulness and clear comprehension will not be boring words. <laughs> Because they are sweet, they are they are very uh, lulling, soothing, comforting, meaningful words. Because of our ignorance, mindfulness and clear comprehension. Not only we like to practice, but even to hear about it makes us gives us headache. So, when lack of mindfulness and clear comprehension prevails, it will make lack of sense restraint prevail. Now, uh, clear comprehension, clear comprehension we we use very often, Uh, especially this is very important in meditation practice, mental development. Uh, clear comprehension is divided into four uh, subdivisions, subgroups. Clear comprehension of the purpose, why we do what we do. That's the purpose. And suitability. Clear comprehension of suitability is, is we must ask the question, is this suitable for attaining that goal? Is this practice suitable, sufficient, necessary, important for attaining that goal? That is what is called suitability. Then clear comprehension of domain. Domain is our field. What is our field? What should we do in order to gain that goal? Our field, our domain is four foundations of mindfulness. This is the domain. And then the last is clear comprehension of non-delusion. That is, uh, we are not uh, confused about the clear comprehension. We really uh, understand what we do. So, when these four combined with mindfulness will lead us the way. When lack of mindfulness and clear comprehension prevails, it will make lack of sense restraint prevail. This is 100% true. When we are unmindful, we don't restrain our senses. Only when we are mindful and have patience, and clear comprehension, only then can we restrain our senses. Otherwise, we do many things to regret later on. When lack of sense restraint prevails, it will make the three ways of wrong conduct prevail. As I said earlier, three ways of wrong conduct means we we think harmful thoughts, we say 
harmful, utter harmful words, and we do physical, physically harmful deeds. Then, when the three ways of wrong conduct prevails, they will make the five hindrances prevail. What else can we expect when our thoughts, words, deeds are unwholesome? We naturally sucked into doing something wrong, something uh, harmful. Uh, five hindrances, for instance, are not beneficial. Uh, always uh, uh, thinking of sensual pleasures, developing anger, hatred and conceived grudge, uh, restlessness and worry, sleepiness and drowsiness, and doubt. These are all harmful mental states. When five hindrances prevail, they will make ignorance prevail. So ignorance itself is not something standing alone. It also has a root cause. So the dependent origination is a very wonderful system. Why? Because none of them can stand by itself. Each and every one of them arise leaning against somebody, depending on somebody or something. So Buddha said, this is called Nishita. This comes from uh, Upanisha Sutta. Upanisha Nisha comes from the, uh, the word Nishita. It is sort of leaning. When you lean some on something, You are unsafe. We may think, if I lean against something, I will be secure, safe. Buddha said, no. When you lean against something, you are insecure. Why is that? You are depending. Why? When you depend on something, you are insecure. Why? Yeah? Because if that thing moves or goes away, then you're, you're going to fall. Right. <laughs> if the support falls, you fall along with that. If you can stand on your own feet, then you are steady. You are strong. But if the thoughts are happening so fast in the mind, like lightning speed, what chance do we have? That is the way it is, but <laughs> uh, as Walter Cronkite said at the end of his news, we cannot uh, stop that, but we understand that is why we must train the mind to be mindful. When the mind is trained to be mindful, then those very quick thought also will be mindful thought. And there is no regretful thought in the mind. So understanding that the thought arising very quickly is a good thing because we can take precautions, we can prepare. Uh, we keep practicing more and more mindfulness. So, that is true. Uh, when ignorance prevails, let me finish this, when ignorance prevails, it will make the craving for becoming prevails. Now, this is very interesting. Craving and ignorance are buddies. <laughs> they go together. And uh, it is, they have sort of an agreement, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
agreement. Because when craving arises, ignorance arises. When ignorance arises, craving arises. That is why this is called dependent origination. This is dependent co-arising, people say, co-arising. Co-arising is when one thing arises, other also arises naturally along with that. You cannot have one without, without the other. So, on the other hand, that is why when, one, when you destroy one, everything will crumble down. What is that uh, game you call it? Domino effect. So, therefore, don't depend on anything. Nisitanche uh, chalati, anisitanche chalati, Buddha said. Nisitanche chalati, when you lean against something, you are always shaky, unsteady ground. Normally, people, that is not the way. Normally, people think, I, I must depend on somebody. So is so and so is depending on me. Uh, I cannot live without so and so. So and so cannot live without me. In Sangyutanika, there is a beautiful story of, of acrobats. Mm-hmm. I think you all remember the acrobat story. Uh, acrobat is having as an assistant girl. Her name is Medakatalika. One day, Akrobat said to Medakatalika, dear, my dear friend, uh, girl, you stand on my shoulders and support me. I support you. I support you to stand on my shoulders. And you must balance standing on my shoulders so that we can perform our acrobats, acrobatic thing. But this girl is smarter. <laughs> she said, no, sir, that's not going to work. You support yourself, I support myself. <laughs> that way we both can survive. So, that is the Buddha's simile. If we depend on ourselves, we can liberate. If you depend on somebody, you can never be liberated. You see, liberation is 100% personal, private, individual attainment. Please don't misunderstand me when I say this. I am telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes truth is not very sweet, it is sometimes bitter. But what to do? So, craving and ignorance are supporting each other and no one of them exists by itself and no, none of them has a beginning to say ignorance started at such and such a time in history before that there was no ignorance. Similarly, you can say about the same thing about craving. You can say craving started at such and such a time, yeah, 10,000 years before Christ, and before that there was no craving. You cannot say that. So, this is a circle. Circle. Craving and ignorance going on circle. Dependent origination is a circle. Uh, that is what is called samsara cycle. Cycle. For this samsara cycle, Buddha introduced dhamma cycle, dhamma circle. Dependent origination is circle. Uh, dhamma chakra, dhamma is circle. You cannot find the beginning of a circle, no matter how much uh, uh, what you call. Uh, geometry you know, you may say radius, diameter, circumference, area of a circle. But you can never tell the beginning and end of a circle. Buddha found the beginning and end. 
When you have a circle, to find the beginning, you draw one line. And that line is the beginning, and you come back to the same line. That is the end. And that is what the Buddha did. When he explained dependent origination, he picked only one of them at a time. Among these twelve factors, sometimes he pick up uh, greed and then start the cycle. Sometimes he started ignorance and start the cycle. Sometimes he started birth and then start the cycle. So, dependent origination is such a tricky and yet perfect system that explains our real existence and end, end of it. So, in the same way, monks, when associating now, let me conclude this false thing. Monks, when association with superior people prevails, listening to true Dhamma will prevail. That is why the Buddha said, Buddha is the Kalyana Mitta, noble friend to everybody, because he taught the true Dhamma. When we say true Dhamma, sometimes some people might get, get even offended. What about such and such a Dhamma? What about such and such a teaching? So and so's teaching and so forth. People have you know, liberty to question it. But this one is totally open to criticism, 100% open to criticism, questioning, and then come to a conclusion whether this is true or not. And that is with this in mind we have to study this. And um, you can see the passage very quick, very easily. I don't have to go through them in detail. When true Dhamma prevails, faith will prevail. Now, how faith arises from Dukkha? How faith arises from Dukkha? Buddha said, Dukkha is the true Dhamma. <laughs> Dukkha is the true Dhamma. Suffering is true. That is why it is called noble truth. There is no noble in suffering at all. But since it is a fact, since it is truth, it is noble. And therefore, when one understands the truth of suffering, then arises faith. Faith will prevail. When faith prevails, a proper attention will prevail. Proper attention to suffering. Since we do not have proper attention to suffering, we don't understand suffering. Yon is a mindful reflection, proper attention. We should pay to our suffering without any bias, any prejudice, saying that I am okay, so-and-so is suffering, or so-and-so is okay, I am suffering. There is no so-and-so okay, so-and-so suffering. This is, this is universal. We all have it. And each and every one of us focus on ourselves. Focusing on ourselves is not selfish. We focus on ourselves to see, am I, having, am I suffering? Do I have suffering? <coughs> is this suffering? To ask this question, we must be 100% honest. Proper attention prevails, mindfulness and clear comprehension prevails. When mindfulness and clear comprehension prevails, restraint of senses will prevail. When restraint of senses, will prevail, uh, pre senses prevails, 
the three ways of good conduct will prevail. When the three ways of good conduct prevails, the four foundations of mindfulness prevails. Why? I mentioned when uh, uh, when three uh, good conduct prevails, uh, four foundations prevail because when we rest, when we learn to restrain our senses, our thoughts, words, deeds, we we discipline and uh, uh, restrain, and then we see the mindfulness developing, clear comprehension developing, and mindfulness of the four foundations will develop. We can see it happening in us. When the four foundations prevail, when the four foundations of mindfulness prevails, the seven factors of enlightenment prevail. Seven factors of enlightenment, I think you all know. Mindfulness, investigation, energy, joy, tranquility, concentration and equanimity. These are the seven factors of enlightenment. When seven factors of enlightenment prevail, liberation by supreme knowledge will prevail. Such is the nutriment of that liberation by supreme knowledge and so it prevails. Now, uh, this is a little detailed explanation of ignorance. Since we do not know these whole uh, steps, all these steps, completely we remain ignorant. So when we learn all these things and through our practice, we will be able to get rid of our ignorance. Now, in my next talk I try to start talking on how ignorance causes sankharas. That is what we learn, right? At the, at the formula, avijjapatya sankara. Depending on ignorance, volitional formations arises. And we have to understand how volitional formations arise depending on ignorance. That is very, very interesting part. So, 